Hey, Mystic Michaela spiritual family. Welcome to Know Your Aura with Mystic Michaela. Today, you know about the five senses, but you know about the six clairs. These are your supernatural senses that you all already have and are utilizing, but with knowledge and understanding can further that connection. But first, hey, Scotty. Hey, guys. So, Scotty, how are your clairs? You know, <laughs> thank you for asking. Yeah. I feel that... Should my... be a new question. Yeah. How are your clairs? <laughs> Actually, you know, I feel my clairs have been pretty good lately. Okay. You know, I've been getting a lot of compliments on them. Mm. Uh, people have been noticing that my clairs are opening. Yeah, like hot clairs. Y- yeah. 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 <laughs> so, it's very interesting. Yeah, it's interesting because as I go on this spiritual journey and I become more open... <laughs> To all of the stuff that we talk about on the podcast, right. and I have a greater understanding. Yes. You know, people pick up my energy. They do. And they pick up that my clairs yeah. are doing great. I, you know, at the gym, I'm at the gym. People tell me, wow, your clairs are real You're good You're a real today. talker at the gym. I am a real talker yeah, at the gym. Yeah, I noticed. Yeah. I'm not the mayor. There's another guy that's the mayor oh, but, okay. of the gym. But anyway, <laughs> and then I was on my discussion group yesterday, and they were all telling me how much I've grown spiritually. That's wonderful. Yeah. Now- so my clairs are doing great. Do you know what clairs are, Scott? I have no idea what they are. <laughs> <laughs> I know you do the – actually, I should because you've been doing the workshop. Yeah, the psychic workshop. Part yeah. of the workshop, and yeah. it's been a slide in every single workshop, so I, I should like, know what they are. Yeah, and that's one of – like, you don't hear things. Yeah. That, that would be, like, my main, I don't know, critique of you. I mean, you just don't listen. Well, that's what I was going to actually say. I was going to say <laughs> my clairs are doing fantastic. Right. But my actual senses – because you mentioned the senses. Yeah. There's five of them, right? The yeah. five senses. They're not so great, especially my ears. Well, you, okay. You literally do have wax in your ears. That's what that the, is an that, actual diagnosis. Well, that's what the doctor said. Yeah. That's what doctors know. And <laughs> like, that's what they said. I don't know. They wanted me to, you know, you know what it is? They wanted to shoot that water thing in my ear. Yeah. And I hate that water <gasps> thing. There's all these TikTok videos of that though. And I find it really I don't cool like the, to I don't watch. Like Can I go with you? <laughs> if, if, I don't, I think it's gone. But okay. I think the wax is gone, fell out one day, and that's it. But yeah, something with my the, ear. The kids you always, you know, it is, it's not just the hearing, it's okay. the listening. Like, because yeah. the three of us now, me and, you know, Bri and Abby, will we'll talk about things that are going on. And you're always like slow to the uptake. You're like, wait, what? Huh? And our teenager is like, come on, catch up. Like, how did you not know that? How did you not? And it is funny. It is funny. But I feel like you have a hard time letting the listening flow. Um, before you ask like 800 questions before you can move on to the next thing. Like you have a hard time, like hearing something, accepting it and then moving forward, you know? Um, but what I notice with our senses and I mean, you're talking to a psychic, not a doctor. Okay. Cause a doctor would have like actual, like there's wax in your ears like that, but right. at like, and from an energetic perspective, I do notice that our bodies will mirror, uh, certain needs we have to protect ourselves. And I just, just because I've known you so flipping long, like I know that part of your programming or your survival programming was to shut out voices and shut out what people were telling you because it wasn't always great. It wasn't always kind. It wasn't always supportive. So I feel like that's something that you still carry on and you don't like, and it's benefited you in many ways because people can say anything to you. And if you don't know them or have a relationship with them or put them in a certain light, it doesn't bother you. Correct. And you don't always hear it. That's the other thing. Like literally don't always hear it. Okay. So let me get this straight. Mm-hmm. Doctor says I got wax in my ears. <laughs> but what you're saying is <laughs> that because 
I was hearing things in my childhood that, you know, I just didn't like to hear or whatever. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't be hearing or just too much for me. Right. Now that I'm older, I've kind of shut down my in the in me somewhere. Yeah. It's shut down so I kind of selectively hear what I want to hear. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, our okay. physical bodies can sometimes support that with actual physical conditions. Like, and here's some wax, you know, like it's just kind of your way of uh, buffering yourself. Yeah. You know what? I'm, I'll be honest. That makes sense. Yeah. It makes a lot of sense. Um, and that is true. I, I hear what I want to hear. And mo- yeah, it is weird. I always am late to the conversation. You are. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and forget it. If I'm doing, well, I think this is a, that might be, I don't know, is that a guy thing or all people think? Where if you're doing like one thing, I don't like if I have, if I'm watching, let's say TV and you guys are oh, having a conversation, yeah. I don't hear anything. I actually do think that's a male biological thing. Okay. Like okay. the multitasking, not yeah. all, I, I think that's actually research proven that men okay. can't multitask would, the way women can. Right. You but could also just, you're not purple Yeah. and I'm real good at multitasking. <laughs> like I can do like, oh, here's 800 things at once. Okay. But, um, but yeah, okay. I think that, I think that that's part of it, but we all have our thing. You know what I mean? And of course it can be a medical condition, obviously, but I think it's helpful to look at things that way, especially today as we're talking about the Claire, the Claire's, the six Claire's and where, where you might have a heightened ability or you might have a less, a lessened ability in, in one or more and ask yourself, Hey, why, why is that so shut down? What happened early on to me? Why, why wouldn't that skill have served me back when I was more vulnerable and how does that, you know, relate to my life today? So there's lots of different, because some of us might have the opposite condition and that like, like me, I hear everything. I hear the things I don't want to hear, but I hear it all because for me, it was opposite. Like my survival is dependent on pay attention to everything all the time, hypervigilance. So that was like the, so you might even find those skills overwhelming and stressful to you. And anxiety producing and then understanding it better can also help you kind of get it under control. Okay. Well, that makes sense. And you know what? I think I'm going to keep the wax in my ears because <laughs> I don't mind not hearing some things. <laughs> I think you like living this way. Yeah. I, you know what? <laughs> you You're right. I do. But you get so upset when you hear something that... It, I mean, like you're late to the convo and we're like, Scott, we've all been saying this for like, or like, no, nah, what? It's like, catch up, dude. It's been a while. It's funny. <laughs> okay. Fine. Well, all right. I think you, you pulled out a quiz that we ha- we're going to do, and you can do this at home to kind of tell which Claire you might be. Yeah. Or, okay. So, so, okay. So it's only five questions. Okay. And you're just going to need to like remember or write down A, B, C, or D. Okay. And that, Scott, I'll do yours for you. Could you write? Yeah. Write it down for me. Yeah. I got this on spiritualityhealth.com because there you go. That's <laughs> I'm my own production assistant. Okay. So number one, how do you learn best? Okay, so Scott, I'm asking you this question. How do you learn best? A, when information is written or visually sketched out. Okay, B, when information is communicated verbally, directly, or via audio. C, through personal experience by doing or feeling. D, through research, learning facts, and diving deeper into your own knowing. How do you learn best? Okay, what did you say again? I didn't hear you. I was <laughs> no, just kidding. All right. I, I, I think I'm between uh, B and D, right? I think All right. Well, B was the... You, know? you are, yeah. I, I, I like to hear it a lot of times. Yeah, you I do. do. Like, but I, I need to hear it many times. Right. So, and I got to go and ask a lot of questions. Yeah. So I finally understand it's it. It's like B and D. Yeah. It's like, I'm in between B and D. Okay. I'll write them both down. Okay. Oh, All right. You. Number two. Okay. How do you make decisions? Okay. A, 
I visualize the outcome or create vision boards. B, I discuss with others and listen to advice and guidance. C, I have a gut feeling and inner knowing. D, based on past experience. Okay, um, I'm definitely between C and D. Ah, uh, I, I use the path. I think D. I think for me, okay. D. I mean, a little bit of what I think. So it's like I'm again a C or a D there. Okay. Okay. Number three, when you watch a great movie, what do you remember most? Okay, great movie. Okay, I haven't I haven't seen that in a very long time. Okay, Waterworld because okay. we know you love I, yeah. it. What okay. do you remember most, Scott? Got the it. scenery, a the scenery, cinematography, visual effects, costumes, appearances. B, the score or soundtrack, and maybe perhaps your music library is full of soundtracks. C, how it made you feel, or D, the storyline, characters, and the acting. Uh, D. Okay. Okay, number four. Only two more. Okay. What do others say about you? A, you help them see things in a unique new way. B, you're a great listener and always there for them. C, you give excellent advice. D, you are loyal and trustworthy. Well, I don't know if anyone says anything about me, but I would hope they would say D. Okay. And last one. What do you say to others to let them know you understand? A, I see what you mean. B, I hear you. C, I feel you. D, I know what you mean. Okay. I mean, they're very similar choices. Mm -hmm. I think the last one. I think so, too. D. All right, you're kind of a D guy. So if you okay. answered, I'll just go through them. If you answer, answered mostly A's, the clairvoyant thing. Okay. We're, I'm going to explain all this stuff coming up. So that's clairvoyance. That's if you okay. answered mostly B's, that's clairaudience. Okay. That's clear hearing. If you answered mostly C's, that's clairsentience. Okay. Clear feeling. And if you answered mostly D's, which is you claircognizant, which is clear knowing, oh, okay. which I think a lot of red auras are naturally good at that is the ability to just know something without logic or facts it might help you like you think of it as an inner knowing now i feel like okay. you build logic around well, yeah. it so yeah that's I, how you are i would agree i think i am actually i think i am d that, mm -hmm. that makes the most sense to me that i got that one obviously i didn't get the hearing one um but yes i li i like to put yes i might take an idea but then i might i have to i have to put logic and you'll back it up. all around it do all the research yeah, everything. and it says, like, you're a creative ideas person. Yeah. But you also look at new ideas with a skeptical and analytical mindset. Definitely. You know, you're definitely an answers person. Definitely. Um, You prefer learning through books or written works. Um, yeah, I mean, to an extent. But I also do you – know, that would be the only one that would I was a little bit off on. Because you like because to try I do, things a little bit. Well, I like to hear it. Like, I sometimes it, like – Things get like lost in translation when you're doing yeah. like, like learning through an email or something like that. So mm -hmm. I do actually like to talk to the person mm. much better when I can talk you to like you. Talk to the source. Talk to the source. Right. Yeah. So that would be a little so bit of a the, little clear sentence. A little there. bit in there. I got mostly. I got the got? clear sentence. Which sentence, is letter or what? Clear feeling. Okay. The C's. The C oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. And that's like where that's how I I like to connect with people because then. Even today, we had a problem, oh my God, with our with our sprinklers. And I, I wasn't going to trust that it was done right until I just met the guy. Right. That's, and now I feel better because I met him. Is, it, is the problem fixed? I feel like he, it, he at least has, me. yes, I feel like he at least <laughs> knows that it's fixed. So that's what I mean. Like, yeah. I, like if I'm in someone's presence, okay. then I can trust that. All right. Yeah, so I understand right. that That's part. good because when we have a problem that are, I can't <laughs> fix and I know it was outside of my... <laughs> range of fixing it that's what i get stressed out if i know i can fix it i'm totally fine 
It's when it comes out of my range of fixing I'm getting in trouble. All right. right or our problems. All right. So we're going to take a little break, do a couple ads. When we come back, you're going to go through all the clairs. Hey, Scotty. Hey, guys. Do you smell that amazing smell right now? Oh, yeah. One of my Claire's is really going. Yeah. Which one is that for smell? That is Claire Aliens. What? All right. I'm not <laughs> even going to try to pronounce that one. <laughs> well, that is the wild grain. Yes! I love wild grain! <laughs> oh, my God. It's my favorite. I love everything. I, I know I've said this a hundred times. I know. I just... It, it's, it's my favorite. I love the pastas, the sourdough bread, the croissants, every single thing that comes out. If we're having wild grain, I get... Crazy. I Scott, love it. Yeah, love no, it. All, Scott, my, all my Claire's go wild. Scott comes on this ad just so he <laughs> yes, can say this every exactly. time. That's right. Like, he doesn't know how else to make you understand yeah, how good it yeah, is. Yeah, it's like, I don't need to read anything. I'm just going to tell you <laughs> when I eat it how it tastes. My other, what's the taste, Claire? I don't know. Claire Gustus. Gust, Claire, my Claire Gustus is off the charts, okay? <laughs> it's like a thousand. All right, so there you go. <laughs> Five star review. Wild Grain is the first ever Bake from Frozen subscription box for sourdough breads, fresh pastas, and artisanal pastries. Oh, Scott, I have brownies for you, by oh, the way. Yeah. Wild Grain brownies. Unlike typical supermarket bread, Wild Grain uses a slow fermentation process that's easier on your belly, lower in sugar, and rich in nutrients and antioxidants. Every item bakes from frozen in 25 minutes or less. You'll never run the risk of getting bored with Wild Grain. They're constantly adding new seasonal and limited time special items to try. Plus, for every new winner, every new member, Wild Grain donates six meals to the Greater Boston Food Bank so you can eat good and do good all at the same time. All you have to do is sign up at wildgrain.com slash KYA and choose which type of box you want to receive and how often. It's easy to reschedule, skip, or cancel. Plus, for a limited time, you can get $30 off the first box, plus free croissants in every box. When you go to wildgrain.com slash KYA to start your subscription, you heard me, free croissants in every box and $30 off your first box when you go to wild wildgrain.com slash KYA. That's wildgrain.com slash KYA. Or you can use promo code KYA at checkout. Question for you. Yeah. You were hiding those brownies on me? I was hiding them. I, you did not tell me that we have brownies here? Well, it was like our Friday night we, special. Okay. We are ending the podcast early today. <laughs> it's over. It's done. It's done. Know Your Aura podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, early on in my life, um, at a time I was going through a lot, I learned something and it just changed my whole perspective. And I learned it in therapy. And they said, <laughs> you know, not everyone will react to things the way you do. And I realized like that might be common sense for some people, but for me at the time, that just changed me. Because getting to know yourself, it's a lifelong process. We're always growing. We're always changing. I mean, we should be. That's what we should be doing. The things that made sense to us years ago don't have to make sense to us anymore. We can change. We can change our minds. We can change our paths. And therapy is all about deepening your self-awareness and understanding because sometimes we still don't know what we want or why we react the way we do until we talk through things and get those connective moments like I had so many years ago. And BetterHelp connects you with a licensed therapist who can take you on that journey of self-discovery from really whenever and wherever you are. Uh, BetterHelp is great because I'll tell you, it's just wonderful coping skills. When I've 
used this service. My therapist was so professional and so available and it helped me a lot just having somebody to go over things with and talk things through. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Discover your potential with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash KYA today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash KYA. You went to kindergarten and you learned the five senses. You learned taste, smelling, sight, hearing, and touch. But here's the deal. There's six more senses and they kind of piggyback off the elementary ones you learned. So we're going to level up our knowledge. And listen, I wrote a whole book about this, the Psychic Workbook, because you all have an ability to connect with whatever you want to call psychic, universe energy, your higher self voice, that which is greater than us, people who've crossed over other planes. I mean, you have an ability to perceive past this, you know, two-dimensional reality like you have you have an ability to perceive past it and the tools you can use in order to do that are your six clairs or six more senses that exist that every single one of you have and I'm going to talk about it and the more you strengthen those and how you strengthen them is first you're aware and then you understand what they are and then you start practicing and noticing and utilizing them so what you're going to do is you're going to start doing that and they're going to get stronger. It's like a muscle, you know, like the more you work it, the stronger it gets over time. And then what's going to happen is you're going to start being able to differentiate and distinguish your own voice, which I call like the creative voice or the voice that's, you know, in your mind, imagination from other insight that can be more credible to you, such as your higher self voice or spirit guides, angels, loved ones on the other side, universe voice, or whatever you want to call that source energy, that which is greater than us, whatever you want to call it. You'll be able to differentiate these voices instead of the jumbles of noise and signs and symbols and emotions it can be. So let's get into it. The six clairs. The first one is clairvoyance. Clairvoyance is clear seeing. Okay. So we have our physical eyes, but if you think about it, our physical eyes exist because we exist in this world. So they're a byproduct of your body's evolutionary need to change. Like our, our ability to see this physical world comes from your physical eyes, but clairvoyance is about clear seeing. It's seeing with your third eye. So you're already doing this. I mean, kids come into the world. So you came into the world with this natural ability to use your non-physical eye or your third eye, your clairvoyant abilities. I mean, kids have imaginary friends. You know, as a kid, you would play with your dolls or your toys or whatever and just see all sorts of things. You know, your clairvoyance gets mixed up with your imagination or your creative voice to create um, bigger worlds. And because of that... um, other planes and other 
forms of existence and other beings are able to kind of jump in there. That's why a lot of kids will see things or see ghosts or see grandpa who's crossed over, see angels or just notice things. And it's like, oh my gosh, like, I mean, how many times have I had clients tell me that their little kid that never met their grandpa is saying that he's in the room with them and describing him to a T. I mean, that's a clairvoyant skill and you all have that ability. But what happened was the 3D world told you to turn it off because really it's not a respected or encouraged quality in the world of survival, the world we all have to, you know, believe it, believe it to see it world that we all live in. Um, so so you're already doing it. Okay. So some of you, my grandma could do this. She could see a color. Like, let's say she's like, all right, she saw her throw pillow and she could hold that color in her brain. She could hold it and go to the store and get the exact same paint color. Like she could do, and some of you can do that, you know, on different levels. So seeing a color and being able to like go somewhere else and like know exactly what color that is, you're using your clairvoyant abilities. It can get mixed up with your physical eyes. So you might be like, oh, I do that all the time. That's not psychic. It's like, it's the in-between. It's it's the link. It's the thing that feels like sight, but isn't quite. Like when you go to the paint store and you're visualizing a color, like how are you doing that? You know, it's in your brain, but you're also using a third eye sensation that can get strengthened and then be able to be utilized to get visions and all sorts of other things. Um, people who work in artistic fields have a naturally developed third eye. So if you're a graphic artist or just artistic in general, interior designer, carpenters, architects, like if you're used to kind of visualizing something, your third eye is already naturally strengthened. Um, You know, see, uh, picture things really strongly. If I say roller coaster and you're one of those people that can see it immediately, like your third eye is really well developed. Some people can't. So, so not every skill might be your skill, by the way, that I talk about, but it's something to think about. All right. So if you can just picture things really strongly. So how to expand it during practice. I talk about defocusing your eyes a lot. I'm doing a psychic workshop right now and we've been practicing a lot with defocusing our eyes, you know? So it's kind of like when you, when you look at something and you let it get fuzzy on you or you zone out when you're staring at it, you ever been in class and you just start zoning out and everything's really fuzzy (laughs) like that. So defocusing your eyes is helpful because it takes the power off of your physical eyes and, um, encourages you to use your third eye. Uh, and so like, you know, remember those magic eye things from the nineties? I don't know if, if you're old enough to remember, but they, they were everywhere and um, now they're nowhere. But those things are, or, or just even focusing on colors next time you're somewhere beautiful, like take a minute, like, oh my gosh, look at that beautiful red flower and, and spend more time on it than you normally would just staring at it and visualizing it. And then later trying to recreate it. That's like a meditation I talk about in the book, like recreating something that you see in your mind later. So these are ways you can strengthen it. And the results are going to be, you're going to be able to see things. You might be able to see visions. You may be able to see auras. You may be able to, you know, see shadow people or ghosts or loved ones on the other side. You could see people, you know, somebody could be talking about their new boyfriend and all of a sudden you have an image of that person in your head. Um, Remote viewing, like being able to look at a house and knowing exactly what the layout is. There's 
finding lost objects, finding lost pets or people. I mean, these are things that come when you strengthen your third eye and, and they are linked and it takes practice, but, um, but yeah, clairvoyance. Okay. The second one is clairsentience. So this is clear feeling. If you have been listening to this podcast, trust me, your clairsentience is like stronger than most people. (laughs) So I talk about Empath auras having the ability to feel other people's feelings as their own. And that's actually Claire sentience. And everybody has this ability to whatever extent they have it. Some of us more than others. And you can work on it and develop it. And I mean, how many countless episodes have I done about doing just that in like a million different ways? But overall, it is it is a psychic skill. It's called Claire sentience. You know, the recovering empath, everything I talk about has to do with the fact that a lot of times you're absorbing other people's thoughts, emotions, and feelings, and you're making modifications and adaptations in yourself because you don't realize that those aren't yours, it's theirs, or or you've attached some sort of worth, self-worth to the ability to bend yourself to fit somebody else's mold. So anyway, so... Understanding that a clairsentient skill is actually a psychic skill can assist you. And instead of modifying your behavior, now you can actually read a room, read a person, read a situation and distance yourself from being the, you know, the person that's providing the solution. You're already doing it. How? You, you just know when you know someone's lying. Okay. Uh, feeling a distance between what somebody says and what they mean. Oh, I love this. This I love your friend. Like, no, you don't. Like, you just know they don't. You know, um, reading between the lines of what someone's saying, uh, especially if you were raised that way, you're real good at that. Understanding someone's intentions. So, if you're very clear sentient, it can be very easy to forgive people's bad behavior because you know if they actually meant it or not. And if you know they didn't mean it, it's hard to stay mad at them because you feel their intentions. That's a clairsentient ability. Going into a party and somehow finding yourself talking to the saddest person in the room is a symptom of being clairsentient. It's like, why do I? Or the same patterns with relationships or friendships or work environments. It's like you just, you're attracted to the same patterns of feelings and emotions and thoughts. It's a clairsentient thing. So the more you're aware of it, the less you're controlled by it. So, um... How do you work on this? How do you strengthen it? I talked about this in many episodes, the three-word journal. I talk about this in the book, too. I mean, you're an emotional conduit. You're a conduit for emotion. So you have to understand where you're at so that when you enter a new situation and all of a sudden your feelings and emotions are different, you know that you're actually picking up, you're conducting other people's stuff instead of your own. So the three-word journal is helpful in that. You don't even have to write it down. You can just ask yourself, hey, how do I feel? I feel anxious. Just three words. You don't have to go into it. I feel anxious, hungry, tired. Oh, okay. And then you just kind of like, all right, that's how I feel. Why do I feel anxious? Why do I feel like that? And then if you go into, you know, a meeting and then you come out and you're like, I'm feeling scared. I'm feeling trepidatious. I'm feeling other. It's like, you're probably picking up other people's vibes and that's not yours. So what's the message? How do we separate it? So that, that helps you a lot. Um, also understanding what an unaware empath is. I talk about this a lot. Episode four, the recovering empath. If you don't know you have this ability you're, you're just going to be manipulated by it, by other people who get that you do. 
So it's just something for you to understand about yourself so you have more control about your life. Hey, I feel other people's feelings as my own, so I better take a step back before making choices, or I might process things a little bit longer than other people, or how I feel takes me longer to know than how other people know immediately, and that's okay. I have to sort through something first. That's my process. It'll help you in the long run make choices more authentic to you. Um, Also, you can feel other people's... um, you know, worth and your own worth and how that works. Like to be friends with them, I need to do this to bend over backwards. You know, you, it's, so you're already doing it. If these are the things that you're doing and you're already working on it, if you're already doing this work, which if you, if you've been listening to the podcast, you're already doing this work. Okay. It's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. So let's float ahead to how your aware clairsentience can help you in the future as you strengthen it. I mean, you can see people's intentions clearly. You can separate them. Now it's a choice. It's not something that you automatically have to do. Oh, someone said, I need to stop my day to help them. It's like, hey, wait a second. I don't have to. Just because I feel someone else's thoughts, feelings, and emotions doesn't mean I'm the, I'm the solution person. You know, so you can take a step. I mean, you could be the solution person. You can also decide where you put your energy. Like, if I'm going to take the time to feel someone's energy and help them, it better be a person who's going to pay it forward or someone who's actually going to use it, not someone who's in a drama cycle, you know, so it helps you allocate your energy to better spaces. You'll also be able to feel people's trauma. And this is something that I've realized the hard way because this has happened to me from doing all these readings. Like, you will feel, when you've gone through something that's unique to you, you will feel other people who have gone through that. And a lot of people, like abuse, for example. Let's say you were abused as a child in some way. You automatically will know other people um, and you'll feel that on them. Little things, like it's not a little thing, it's a big thing, but those things people hide. If you've gone, if you've had disordered eating or an eating disorder and then you are talking to somebody like, oh, I know, I know what happened to you. Or if you, you know, were a victim of something specific and you're talking to somebody like immediately you'll know. So it's instead of triggering you, I mean, it can still be triggering, but instead of just triggering you, it can be like, oh my gosh, we share something here or I'm feeling it. My pain is connecting to your pain. My experience is connecting to your experience. So it can help you it can help you understand that better instead of just feel like a pinball in a pinball machine, just boom, boom, whacking all over the place and not knowing where you're going. And then finally, and, and this is the biggest thing, the more you work on your clairsentience, the more you become a conduit for spirit message. They'll use that to give you messages about other people. In the psychic workshop I just did, I did this awesome, I, did, I wasn't expecting, I didn't know what I was expecting. I put up some jewelry boxes and, um, and, and they had emotional attachment to me, but I just put them like, which crystals in which box? Like just to see, you know, just for fun. And you know what everybody got? They got all these emotional messages about the boxes. It wasn't even like where the crystal was. It's like 
they were all, a lot of the participants in the workshop were picking up on, oh, I feel a grandma energy. I feel happy about this. I feel sad about this. And they were 100% connect, correct, but they were picking up all this stuff emotionally or with their clear sentiments. And you're doing that too. When you see something, it makes you feel sad or happy or angry or anxious. Like you're picking up a spirit message about that, which is really, it was really nice to hear. It made me feel really good because it was about my grandma. Okay. So Claire Cognizance is the third Claire we now have to talk about. It's clear knowing. You just know. You just know. How many times in your life has this happened to you? All right, your best friend, like, here's my boyfriend, and you're like, in your head, like, he's awful. And everyone's like, are you kidding? He's great. Look, he did this. It's like, he's awful. I don't have evidence right now, but just sit tight (laughs) And trust me, that's ha- if that's happened to you, that was a clear. And, and then like, you know, a month later, it's like, he's the worst. It's like, nobody saw that coming. It's like, I did. I didn't like him. And I just knew. That's your clear cognizance. So that's your clear knowing. It's like spirit just drop boxes something in your head. Nope. That's what they say. Or yes. I mean, we could do it positive too. Like, yes, this is great. Or nope, that's not great. I mean, you just have a clear knowing. You know how you're you're already doing it. You know if somebody has bad news. All right. You know if it's good news. <laughs> you know to take the stairwell instead of the elevator today. I don't know. I'm not feeling the elevator. And then, you know, you just have this like gut instinct. That's that's claircognizance. Um you know, like, okay, that person, you, you just know what line to go in at Target, or you know, that checkout person's just quicker. I just know this. Or that person knows where I'm going. I'm going to ask that person for directions. They seem to get it. You just have a knowing. It's factual to you. Like when you get this information, it's very fact. It feels like such a fact. It feels like such a straight up fact, but to other people, they're like, no. And you're like, how do you not feel this truth? Like I do. Um, you just don't trust somebody, you know, don't question it. It feels very real and you really shouldn't question it. Um, you know, if like an event won't happen, like, if you're putting off, like, buying plane tickets to the wedding, to, you know, you're like, ah. <laughs> like, you're just like, I just don't, I don't see this happening. You know, it's kind of a claircognizant moment. Um, okay. So how do you practice this? How do we get it stronger? I mean, pause. Pause. When you get a claircognizant moment, like, you just know something. Take a, take a second. Because your, your ego self, which is your human you, will, will try to step in. And be like, no, you're dumb. Like, actually, this other person thinks you're wrong, so you're wrong. Like, take a second and pause. Because the ego is not the first voice. It's the loudest voice. <laughs> Usually these spirit voices and claircognizance, that's, those, are, those are the first ones. So take a pause before self-doubt comes in. You might not even know how to do this. This might be a habit you need to form. But with time and frustration, you can take that pause. Um, write things down. If something doesn't resonate with other people, but you like feel so raw and real and truthful about it, write it down and date it so that (laughs) the boyfriend that you knew wasn't good and everyone's sitting at happy hour talking about him, you can bring your journal and be like, on this day, as you will see, I see this is for yellow ores. On this day, you will see that I wrote, I do not like him. So I knew Thank you. Round of applause. No, I'm just kidding. Or am I? But like that will help you at least gain confidence in your own claircognizance. By the way, a lot of this is about confidence. 
The more you do it, the better you get because the more confidence you have in yourself. And finally, take the time to ask yourself, hey, why, why don't I like him? Or how do I know that? Or where is this coming from? Just ask. Just ask. Because that can, that can help you a lot. And the results on working on it is confident application of your claircognizance. Over time, you won't question it. It'll feel as truthful to you as like something you read off, off the encyclopedia website, okay? Um, you're going to make choices based on your claircognizance because you trust it. And, you know, you'll have this ability to read the future, make predictions, become adept to your own timeline and other people's timelines. Just gives you a feeling of more control in a way over your own communication with spirit. Number four, Claire audience, Claire Alliance. We're going to get to Claire audience in a second. Claire Alliance. Claire Alliance is clear smelling. Oh yeah. That's a psychic skill. You're already doing it. Have you ever just smelled something out of nowhere and you're like, oh, grandma's basement <laughs> or you smell grass and you're inside and you're like fresh cut lawn. It's winter. Like what's, and I'm inside. Like, where's that coming from? Okay. Maybe you smell flowers or, um, you know, a loved one who's crossed over, you smell them or their perfume or you smell coffee or smoke and you think of your uncle or whatever. So that's how it's already happening. Um, you can smell memories, you, you know, if you're somebody that can kind of take in a smell and remember it very well, uh, recreate the smells, aromatherapy, working on it with stuff like that, you, or you associate smell with places and people, or, or maybe you're just like obsessed with smells. And, and there's a difference between like chemical smells and like real smells. So you have like a smell palette. And if you're somebody who's very sensitive to those chemical smells, like the candles that, you know what I'm talking about, the chemical smell places versus kind of the real deal essential oil like smells. Um, if that's something you're really sensitive about, you probably already have a well-developed clarinet skill. So how do you practice this so that spirit can latch onto it and give you even more, I guess, more practice with it and, and more messages. Smell with purpose. When you, when you bend down to smell something, okay, like a flower or anything, just really be like, take it in and like smell it, savor it. What am I smelling? You know, put emotion to it. Really think about it. What words would I use to describe this? Um, aromatherapy, like I said, you, you know, if that's something you're into, it's a really great way to uh, work on your your smelling skills because the more you develop your actual physical smelling skills, the better you're going to be at expanding them into your clairalliance skills. So that's why we work with our actual nose. And then what happens is, is, is it becomes more than that. It becomes something that you have such a skill with that spirit can come and hijack for messages. That's why we do it. Uh, smell, you know, like I said, smelling good smells. I mean like little essential oils or, or things that make you happy and, and also like, Hey, why does this smell make me happy? Why does this smell make me, you know, sad? Why does this one make me nostalgic? You know, putting the emotions to it too and recreating the smells. Yeah. Maybe you go and you smell lavender and then you're, you know, before bed, you try to recreate the smell in your nose. Okay. What did that smell like? And take deep breaths and see if you can smell it and you could get to the point. It's like a meditative thing where you're starting to smell it and you're not even there. And I know this because I'm a mom. <laughs> and if you're a mom or you've been around a lot of kids, there is something that you can smell all the flipping time. And I won't, I don't want to gross you out in case you're eating or something, but you know what I mean. And that is something like you're smelling your finger. You go, oh my God, I smell it. 
which I smell your, your, you know, close friends. I remember like after changing so many diapers, cause it's your life, you think you smell like it all the time. You're like, do I smell like a diaper? Do I smell like dirty diaper? You're asking like strangers, like, oh my God, do you smell this? Do you smell it on me? Do you, cause you're smelling it all the time. My point, it's something that you do. <laughs> and that is actually a clear aliens. Like you're so attuned to it. It's something that follows you. So you can do this with better smells. That's my, that's my funny example. That I think a lot of you actually will relate to. And even today, like, cause my kids are far from diapers, but if I'm out, I've, I can smell that miles away. I'm like, oh. and, and it's like, I have to remind myself, not your kid, not your kid, not your kid. It's not your problem, but you can smell it. Okay. Oh, very, okay. Oh, but how, okay. Back it up. I got excited about the next one because they relate it. All right. But the results. So the more you do this, the more you work on your clairalliance, how can spirit like assist you with it? And honestly, it's like ability to receive messages through smell. How many times have I done a reading and I've smelled like, Hey, did your, did your grandpa smoke like a cigar that smelled like this? Or I'm smelling fire. I'm smelling like beer. I'm smelling, I don't know. They, they give me, they give you your sense in a way to kind of communicate a message. And it's really nice and comforting and it's sweet. Um, animal communication. When I read animals, they give me smells because if you think about, especially dogs, that's like one of the ways that they really interact with our world. So that's a way that they speak to you through, like when I do animal communication stuff, like they'll send me smells of things. I'm like, I'll smell like mold or they'll give me like around the house. I'm like, you got water here. Like they're real good at picking stuff up or parts of the yard. I don't know. They're they're funny animals. They get crazy about, but it can, it's just whatever. That's how they use it. And I love it. And then memories, you know, it's, you know, spirit might just send you a smell as a way to remind you of a place that you've been like, oh, I smell my old college dorm room. That's so random. But I'm also thinking about that time in my life, you know, so very linked up to your own personal lessons. Okay. Number five, very, very similar to Claire Aliens, but it's Claire Gustinance or Claire Gustins. I always say it wrong. Clear tasting. So all the things like with smell, but, but with tasting. So are you already doing this? Some of you are such amazing cooks and, and you probably have a really elevated Claire Gustin's, um, skill. If you can taste an old recipe, like, okay, there was something, you know, grandma used to make this apple turnover and I feel like it had a little cinnamon. I'm feeling it had this, it cloves and like, you can go back and taste it in your mouth. That's a Claire Gustin's ability. Also, spirit will send you their recipes, and I'll get to that, especially people on the other side. Um, if you can recreate a recipe based on taste, like you're you're at, I don't know, a restaurant, you really like something, and you're, oh my gosh, I feel like I could make this at home. Let me just, and you're just sitting there, and you're like tasting it, and you're like writing down, I feel like this isn't it, this isn't it. That's a Claire Gustin skill. You just have like an elevated ability to do that. Uh, like, oh, wine tasting, if you're, you know, sommeliers, things like that, like, you know, beer tasting, foodies, chocolate taste, anybody who's really extra at being able to do that have a has a very um well-developed probably claire aliens too but a claire gustin's uh, sense so how do you practice with this recreate a taste in your mouth grandma's lasagna you know whatever it is like recreate it that pie i had in paris on my honeymoon you know try to recreate it you don't even have to make it just try to recreate it in your in your i guess mouth (laughs) like try to recreate that um Really savor your food, especially if it's good food, you know, savor your food, savor your drink, sit there and be like, oh my gosh, it's really good. You know, really sit with it. Don't just inhale it. Like really 
really appreciate the flavor of it. That's going to help too. Eat purposefully. Eat with intention. Um, eat cleanly. Eat differently. The problem with, uh, I guess the good thing and the bad thing about developing your clear gustinence is you might start getting really uh, snobby <laughs> towards foods and you might like, because you're just going to start noticing the difference between the good stuff and kind of like the processed stuff, which is good, but also can make you a little bit of a foodie, which I'm into, but you know, some people have opinions about that. Okay. What are the results? Again, animals. Animals will send me and you uh, tastes. I've talked about this before. They will send me taste. I mean, I'll know if a dog's eating out the litter box because they'll send me that taste, which is disgusting. And I've tasted it. And it's super gross. In a reading. Like, I just get it. I'm like, oh, I know what they're doing. Or I had this one lady. I'm like, is your Like, I felt something rubbery in my mouth. I'm like, are you giving him chicken? Like, what is that? She's like, oh my gosh, it's string cheese. I'm like, oh my God. She's like, but I, I always wanted him to think it's chicken. And I'm like, I think he thinks it's chicken. So you're doing it. You know what I mean? So anyways, so you can, they give you like the taste and the texture. Mediumship. I mean, like I said, your ancestors are very serious about their recipes, especially depending on, you know, who it was, if they were just, if that, if they were that way in life, they're definitely that way on the other side. And they will try to send you recipes as a way to talk to you and to get you to recreate it and as you're cooking like you know let's say you're you're taking over a holiday and you're doing the traditional dish that somebody you know who passed used to make all the time like trust me they're there and they're probably like giving you like use more of this use more of this so they're kind of taking over your Claire Gustin's to do it and I want to hear if any of you have had that experience because I think it's such a comforting and lovely experience although when you're cooking it could come across as why am I super anxious while I'm cooking um, and also I see this with people going back to their ancestral roots. Like this is a great way to connect with a whole ancestry, a whole lineage, um, depending on your culture and kind of going back into traditional foods, traditional ways of cooking things, traditional methods, traditional, you know, dishes, and really trying to recreate that in a way can activate your Claire Gustin's. I read somebody and, um, they were a chef anyways, but then they they started growing their own. They were um, Ecuadorian, and they started going back to their roots a little, and they started, you know, they, I can't find what we used to use in Ecuador, so I planted, started planting my own garden so I could make it. I mean, it was just their whole thing and really was a huge connector for them with their ancestry and people on the other side. It was a very spiritual experience for them, and, and, and it was really lovely to hear about, and you, I definitely wanted to eat what this person was cooking. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Final one. 
And I love this one so much, so I saved it for last. It's clear audience. That's clear hearing. You are already doing this. I'm going to tell you how. Okay. Are you able to sing a song in your head? Like not with your, like you hear songs in your head. Like if I say, you know, I don't know, um, any Taylor Swift song, you know, antihero, go, boom. Do you hear it? Can you hear her voice? Can you hear all the music? Can you hear the instruments? Can you hear everything? I can. And I think a lot of you can. That's a clairaudience skill. Um, also, like, if you know what song, you uh, got your playlist on, and it's, you know, maybe it's not, it's kind of a random one, but you know what songs, I knew that song was going to come on, or or you start playing at the exact moment, a song that was in your head, you know, all that kind of stuff goes on. Or how about when the phone rings, like, you know, before it's going to ring, or you know, even without looking at the caller ID, like, ooh, I know who that is. You know who's calling you, or you know if it's a bad call or a good call, somehow based on just the ring. Um, you might hear a voice. You might hear voices either audibly or in your head. That's a clairaudience skill. You know, you might think you hear a voice that you don't. Um, clairaudience. It could be the people on the other side. It could be your spirit guides. It could be your higher self all talking to you. Do you have full-on conversations with yourself? That's clairaudience. Somebody on the Missing Michaela Spiritual Family Facebook page um, did this post about how they have full-on conversations with themselves. And then everyone's like, yeah, me too. And I'm like, that's clairaudience. Like, I didn't, t- I didn't say that on the thread, but I'm saying it now. Like, that is clairaudience. Like, you can ask yourself a question. Am I going to that party tomorrow night? And then you'll hear it like, no, girl, you're not. It's like, oh, <laughs> you know, you can, you can meditate on a question. You can ask yourself something is this major the right major for me? You know, you can sit there and meditate on the question and then see what comes up for you. That's all clear audience stuff. I mean, clear hearing is how you get messages from your spirit guides, your angels, your higher self, people on the other side. I mean, it's hard to differentiate the voices. I think that's the biggest problem with clear audience. But in my book, The Psychic uh, Workbook, I talk about how each voice sounds. They do have different sounds. Um, but the more you do this, the, the easier it is to differentiate. How do you practice this? So listen and isolate sounds, go outside, take 15 minutes and just listen. How often do we do that? Maybe you hear a car in the distance. Maybe you hear sirens. Maybe you hear a bird. Maybe you hear wind. Maybe you hear leaves. Like just sit there and, and isolate one sound and, and sit with it. Sit with that sound. And then later, when you're not around those sounds anymore, try to recreate that sound. Try to recreate it in a meditative state. See if you can do it. That's strengthening your clairaudience. Have purposeful conversations in your head. Do that meditate on a question thing. Put yourself in a meditative state and ask yourself some some questions. See what you get. Uh, and, and honestly, when you get something in a clairaudient way, trust it. At least write it down and wait on it. Because, like I said, for claircognizance, same thing. Spirit, your ego is not your first voice. It's the loudest. The first voices are usually from your guides, your higher self, source energy. So it's good to pay attention to those voices first before you have a chance to dismiss them. The results of working on your clairaudience are you have a source an intelligent energy source. Feel free to call that whatever you want and you can communicate with it and it will talk back to you <laughs> when it, and it's a good voice. You know, it's a good voice. It's, it's of, 
your higher self or that which is greater than us. So it's a it's a benevolent good voice. Um it's an outside energy that you can yeah, just kind of run things by. And it's also going to increase spirit's ability to give you audible messages from loved ones on the other side, from themselves, from other people's spirit guides. You'll get messages. Who's Tommy? What's going on with your mom? You know, you'll just all of a sudden like hear something and you'll feel prompted to give a message or ask somebody about what's up. And warnings and insight, you know, and just, and, and I guess a lot of this can be tied up with your instinct. We've been, we were given a lot of instinct. I mean, we're animals, but we're the only animals that are taught not to listen to it. <laughs> but honestly, I, and I said this, I think last week's podcast, I said this, um, I don't feel like there's a difference between science and psychic ability. I don't think like they're mutually exclusive. I think that they're very linked up. So that insight, that gut instinct, maybe that is spirit, you know, if you want to call it that, are your animal tendencies, your instincts, and listening to them are important. They can save you. And there's something that is a gift. They're a gift. So you don't want to dismiss a gift ever because it was given to you for a reason. All these Claire, Claire's, these six Claire's are gifts and you all have them. So I want to hear how you're all working on them to develop and how you've already been doing them. Hey, Scotty. Hey guys. Okay, so now when somebody asks you about your Claire's, do you feel like you can answer them better? I feel I can probably answer them <laughs> the exact same as before. <laughs> okay, that's good. So, you know, yeah, whatever. Well, anyway, let, let's move on here. All right, now, moving on. Right. We're off to Claire's, and we're going to Love is Blind. Yes. This is another thing I know a lot about. Mm-hmm. I have never watched an episode. Right. How many seasons are there? I think four. Okay, I have not seen... An episode from season one, <laughs> season two, three, or four. Right. I could be possibly the only person right. that is in this category. Yeah. Is, that, that, is that true? Most people watch Everyone's this show. Everyone's talking about Love is Blind. It's like the thing to talk about right now. Right. Yes. But my Claire's tell me that I know everything that's going on. So okay. I think I'm an expert on the show, even though I've not seen one minute. So what's going on, Mr. Claire Cognizant? This is what's going on. <laughs> uh, you know, they started at season one. It was probably fantastic. Yeah. And then they just basically, from there, the producers <laughs> fed these people lines. Yeah. And they constantly probably do the same exact lines through seasons two, three, and four. It's getting repetitive, yeah. They probably hire certain oracles, which they don't know. The producers don't know that, they but they're doing it subconsciously. They are. And they're <laughs> doing certain combos. I'm going to say the combos are different than The Bachelor because The Bachelor, nobody cares about anymore. So they're probably picking different <laughs> types of people. They are. That's and true. And basically, instead of like on The Bachelor, they'd be like, this is my fairy tale. This is my person. The producers are giving these people like different lines. to. Yeah, say. they're saying like, love really is blind. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> See, I told you and I've never watched one minute of this right, show. Right. All right. Now, nobody wants to hear my analysis. So you go for it. So this season to me seems like an extra hot mess. I don't know why it's different than, I mean, even, oh yeah, over season three, it could be like they had, okay, so they had this live event. The reunion was supposed to be live. Okay. And it wasn't like they messed up or something. And then they finally came to it. And then uh, the hosts are Nick Lachey and his wife, Vanessa Lachey. And um, everybody's coming for Vanessa. Like everyone. Like now, Nick the, Lachey, I thought he was married to uh, Jessica jo- Simpson. Yes. You, 
True to yourself. Pink. God bless you. Yeah. You're still back around 2001 where okay. we left you. They're not together. No, they're not together anymore. <laughs> they so. got, they're divorced. Yeah. And, okay. and so like, that's funny that you bring that up because like, I don't know, on TikTok and stuff, there's a lot of like the shade because they used to work together, Nick and yeah. Vanessa. And it's just like real shady and stuff like that. Who knows? Okay. I don't know. Because I think she would probably be good, right? As a host, Jessica Simpson. Yeah, you know, she say like goofy things. Yeah, and... I think she'd be more forgivable, okay, or something. I think, but the, nobody ever really came for Vanessa until the live show. <gasps> now, who's Vanessa? He's that's his wife now. Yeah, okay. yeah, her name's Vanessa, and she's purple blue. Okay, and he's green purple. Okay, okay, and he's like, I don't know, like I always get this feeling on Nick Lachey, like he's not as nice behind closed doors. You know, I feel like he puts on a persona. I feel like he's got rage issues. I think he was actually just. I mean, I, I get all the details wrong, but he's been in trouble for his rage issues and things yeah, like that. I, you know what I feel? Did, mm. Was he on? Okay. Again, I don't know this because I've never seen a minute of the show. Yeah. We could even call overtime here if you'd like. We might do, have to. Uh, okay. Overtime. <laughs> do, do you, was he the host season one is my question. Yeah. Okay. So they didn't know it was going to be a hit then. Right. So my feeling is like Nick Lachey, this is my psychic take on it, right. is the guy they go to as a host when they can't get any other host. <laughs> it's like your psychic hot that's, take. Yeah, that's my hot take. It's your hot and, take. And, and he probably that's said, so well, mean. yeah, and he probably said, you have to bring my wife on, who's not Jessica Simpson, if we're going to do this. Because the wife probably was like, I want to be on. <laughs> like, he had to tell them too, like, I'm not married to Jessica Simpson Right, anymore. he's like, uh, so you yeah. have to have this girl on. Yeah, because they were like, what do you want, <laughs> Jessica Simpson on? And they're like, yeah, okay. And then he's like, no, 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 like, this person. 2001. Yeah, this this person. This. No, yeah. Yeah, so that's my hot take. But you know what it is is they're not edited. So this live show okay. wasn't edited. And then that's my thing. Like everyone's coming for Vanessa Lachey, but she's always probably been like this, except they edited her. During the season, they yeah, edit. Yeah, they right, edit. Right. They edit and make you look different. They exactly. take out things you said. They can, you know, that's those are the real stars, people, the editors right. of these shows. And they, you know, she didn't have an editor. So she came off like really going after these people that she shouldn't have gone after. And it was really <laughs> terrible. Oh Anyways. All right. So but let me anyway, see here. So you, let's look at the couples. Yeah, okay. So you gave me some couples. It was just a lot. It was a lot. I, it was very invested. Okay. Know everything about them, though I've never seen anything. Here's my top, my top issue with love is blind and i do like it better than the bachelor because it's different but here's my top issue they love to cast yellow purple women with the hope they'll be the villain okay so this season it was micah okay she's yellow purple she's with that paul and she's All the right. villain this season they're not really the villain like oh. they villain's like a big word i mean yeah. i'm just using villain i mean she's just whatever they're just people and she, she's the one that they want you to react to they want you they and, and they take they take the yellow purples because yellow okay so yellow purple auras the way they approach love is very much logical they're they're logical yet also kind of spontaneous and creative and fun and all those kind of things so they can be both they can be into it but then then they can also be like oh you know you know pick up after yourself or brush your hair and they're going to catch that on camera so they're going to make them look nasty or emasculating or something like that when it's just that's how they're yellow you know what i mean like that and then they're also their approach to love can be a little bit like their approach i said this in a tiktok like their approach to like a hot sale like at a store so if there's all these guys they're like i gotta get the best guy you know just like if they were somewhere else like i gotta get the best product like that kind of thing that's the mentality it doesn't mean they're evil or anything but if you edit that the right way you can look like you can make somebody look a major b on on tv and they it yellow purples are just easy to edit that way so um micah is very much like that and then jackie is yellow purple too but i don't think they realized her edit until later 
and then they kind of saved it because I feel like they put it together. I, I wonder if they edit piecemeal or something. Yeah. Because at the beginning, they painted her out okay. And I'm like, oh, they're painting her out like kind of okay. Like she would say things snarky, but it worked or whatever. But then at the end, she did this whole horrible thing. Um, where poor Marshall and all that. And then I feel like they tried to like, oh, oops. And it didn't make sense to me. So that. So what I'm noticing in Love is Blind is that <laughs> they have a clear projection about how they want each person to look ahead of time. Okay. So let, let me go through these couples yeah. a little bit here Okay. Now. All right. So we have, you gave me Micah and Paul. Paul, you said, is green and blue. Yeah. And these and I don't know this. Are these, they're together now? No. Since the live show? They're not they're together. They're not. Okay. And, and then all this stuff is coming out where- well, he looks- fairly nice he, he, i mean from this little picture you gave me i mean yeah and they added him really nice too okay okay he, he, That's like the other nice thing. he does look like a nice normal guy and then he's he's saying one thing happened but then mike is coming with receipts you know and so okay. it's carrying out online all right so let's go to the next one that and they just broke me. up it just didn't work and they, it just didn't work it out. just didn't okay. work out he's very logical too so he yeah. says he didn't see her as a mother and then people like understood that but then other people were like that's so mean that he said that but he's logical he's like i just don't see i don't think he meant it in a mean way i think he meant it like i just don't see her as the nurturing person that i would envision as the mother of my children okay you know he, he wanted somebody different all right the next one we have is <laughs> which is very yeah green to say yeah, but, he, and, yeah he does seem green very green i probably would have guessed green maybe you don't say something like that out loud right but he did because he's green okay all right now <laughs> The next one, again, these are very small pictures you gave me. They're from Shelby, who did all the Love Dr. is Blind. Dr. Shelby. Dr. Shelby. It's so, wonderful, yes. All right, so then we have Zach, who looks like one of the property brothers. He does! In this picture, anyway. Oh, my God! Green and purple? Yeah! yeah he looks like a property. So, is he a property brother? That's and he so look, weird. And he reminds me from that picture that maybe that's what he's like. And then Irina, <laughs> is that how you pronounce it? Yeah. And she's purple blue? Yeah, but okay. then he dumped her after, because they, they pick each other. Okay. Then they'll... See if they work on vacation and then get married. But, like, they dumped each other so on they, the vacation. Then he married his runner-up, Bliss. Bliss. So there's a person. <laughs> okay. Her name's Bliss. That's her real name? Yeah. Oh, okay. But that's her name. But she is red and purple. She's red and purple. And he's green and purple. Now, here's my thing with that Zach. That could be some fire. Well, I think their logic works. Okay. So here's my thing with Zach. He's a little odd to me <laughs> so like like just the way he would talk and the way he came across and and a lot of the women um felt the same way like it's just like an immediate no and i don't know why <laughs> like that kind of thing and it's just i feel like he has an ability to really kind of um put himself in other people's energy without boundaries and he doesn't mean to do that i think that's just how he is he's just kind of like uh that energy where you're like, you're too close to me, but it can come off as like, you're staring at me or this is too much attention or stop looking at me that way. Like is that, that like a little the bit. Love bomber type thing or no? A little bit. Okay. Yeah. Very much love bomby. And, but bliss, she's red. So I feel like with her, it doesn't like, she already is comfortable in her boundaries. So she'd be like, um, okay. You know, it doesn't like creep her out. Like it might other people. Cause she has like a stronger sense to her. So I feel like their red and green actually might work together. Okay. So, so and for so, now they're together. They're so married. Black, so bliss and the property brother guy, they got married. They got married. Yeah. And Irina. Oh, she's, she was painted as a villain too. She's blue okay. and purple. So the, I, and I have one other question for you yeah. before we move on to the next couple. Mm -hmm. So do these people that don't get married or they get dumped or whatever. Do they, is there like love is blind Island, like bachelor in paradise oh where God. they all go there. You just after? came up with a brilliant idea. Okay. 
Anyone They're, who would like that, to produce that with me? Can we send them to a Love is Blind island? <laughs> well, I don't, you know how they do The Bachelor in Paradise? That would be like the best show anybody's okay. ever seen. All right. So I have already submitted the paperwork to get that copyrighted. <laughs> so please. Stay back, people. Yeah, no, Netflix, if you want a piece of that, you are going to have to pay me. I don't want to be part of it. Just pay me money. And okay. then Irina and Micah were friends in like the house. And they yeah. were really like catty and stuff, which again... Yeah. They caught on camera and edited it up and right. stuff like that. And now they're getting like slayed online. Okay. Cause, yeah, because I mean, Irina might think that there is a Love is Blind Island because I know like a lot of those bachelor people. You know, they, they why don't... did you just say that about Irina? Did you, why well, did she you... seems like she'd want to be in the season. She would want to keep going. You just gave me chills because at the reunion and people, I, I swear he didn't watch it. I have not watched a minute of any of these shows. Zach straight up accused her. You came on or Irina to be famous. Yeah. That, well, yeah. That, I mean, yeah. I mean, that's a given for all these but people. But see how like you just feel like that's a fact? Yeah. That's, that's a fact. called clear cognizance. Is that one I picked? Letter yes, D? Yeah, yes. Clear knowing. So when you feel something, like obviously, you're just looking at a circle of her. Just in a little a photo. circle. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where it came to me. All right. Wow. You know, wow. Your workshop is doing wonders for me. <laughs> Whoa, Scott. I am. My Claire's are fantastic. My All regular right. senses, not so much. All right. Tiffany and Brett. Yes. They're, they, they're a couple now? They are. Okay. Yeah. They're so. Yeah, they, they look like they would still be a couple. Would you, like, what do you feel about them? <laughs> they, they feel like they get along. So he. Yeah. She's like purple blue, I think, mm-hmm. from the, the graphic. Yeah. And he's like purple green blue. He's a tricolor. He's yeah. A tri, yeah. Yeah. Purple yeah, green. They seem blue. like they, they like each other. They love each picture. other. They got like major soulmate vibes. Yeah. Okay. Like from the beginning, they were just like really, they copacetic and they're great. Okay. Like they're like easy peasy, nice. Then they're. It's a lovely couple. They're still together right no now. No drama. Yeah. They're just like a sweet couple. Okay. Then yeah. we have Chelsea. And I don't know if I'm going to Kwame. Kwame. Yeah. Okay. Kwame. Kwame is green and indigo. Oh, fun okay. fact. Okay. Fun fact. You ready for this? Yep. Fun fact with Dr. Shelby, who found this out. Dr. Shelby Madison, who did, she, I don't know, we just, we love her around here. She's our helper. She made actually statistics. Okay. Oratistics. <laughs> Oratistics. Okay. okay. She's like, uh, a certi- I certified her myself in this moment as doctor of reality orology anyway she showed us in this like i don't know graphic she gave me that 64 percent of the male contestants on love and love is blind are blue and 50 percent are purple isn't that crazy and that a green indigo like kwame um it has the best chance of making it on this show versus any other reality dating show yeah it does seem like i mean just from these charts that you gave me yeah it seems like most of the guys marshall's not but most of the guys are green have green in there yeah well is that and bachelor they go more red right no they go more green green or yellow like i notice in bachelor it's always a green guy okay Usually green, purple. As, as the lead? Yes. Okay, like Nick. Uh, yeah, like the Nick, Bachelor. Nick guy. Yeah, usually it's green, purple, or green. Green blues would be probably too boring for yeah, the Bachelor. Green, purple. Okay. But here it's a lot more green blues or green indigos. Um, and then on the Bachelor, if they try to be different one year, they'll pick a yellow guy. Yeah, I, and that's what I was going to say. I was going to say, is Kwame the fan favorite? He's at, no. No, he's not. No. Oh, he had like, like a little slip. They're okay now, him and Chelsea. So Everybody likes Chelsea. People be like Chelsea. Yeah. Because she's blue. She's indigo. indigo purple, purple and yellow. And yellow. Oh, I think she yeah. was a pink kid, though. Yeah, I can see people liking her. Yeah, she's really sweet. She, she's, I think, a speech pathologist or something. Did, was, like, Kwa- you know? was Kwame mean to her? Well, Kwame was torn between her and Micah <gasps> oh. in the pods. <gasps> 
I know. Oh boy. And then okay. so so when they met in real life, they had like a moment or something. And uh, it was just, you know, it's not something you'd want to watch play out if this is like the person if you're Chelsea. And all right. of us are kind of like team Chelsea inside. Cuz her indigo. Like, oh. She's the, she got that indigo. Yeah, and she's she's really sweet and she's not somebody that like makes her problems your problems. You know, she's not dramatic. She's very nice, like, down-to-earth girl. Like, very forward and upfront. Sweet. Yeah. You know, she's right. got the well, yellow. I'm Team Chelsea, too. But they're okay now. Okay. And he he seems like he really apologized and he's sorry and, like, There's a lot of know. indigo on, going on there, though. He, he's very indigo in that he's a big analytical explainer of things. He just really wants to talk and talk and talk. But he's okay. logical about it. All right. And she's got this huge indigo. She's indigo, So right too. now they're probably... Sitting somewhere, crying, <laughs> you know, having a feelings talk. They could be. And maybe putting data to those feelings. Yeah, it's a, okay. it's a lot of feelings. All right, the last with, couple. With data, right? <laughs> the last couple I think we have here is Jackie and Marshall. Oh. She's purple, yellow. We already mentioned her. Yeah. And Marshall is yellow and blue. That was a mess. That looks like a mess. Um, It was a mess. So... Jackie. So Jackie's uh, yellow, purple, right? So, but she had like a lot of issues and insecurities and problems, I think. And I think Marshall was just like, whoa, <laughs> like it's a lot, you know? And he's like logical and he's like a very, now what's interesting was there had this huge fight and Jackie said that he wasn't a man or something to that effect. Ooh. But I think that's really interesting orically because I don't see a lot of black, yellow aura guys. Okay, I don't. And I feel like, and I can only tell you what I see out there. You know what I mean? That's why I don't see a lot of black, yellow aura guys. And I feel like that has a lot to do with like society and programming and how we treat black people. And Marshall is yellow and blue. So he is like, just he's you know probably attention to detail same and as my dad same color he's as my like dad. your dad he's yeah. a good listener right you know he's very calm in a crisis like he's not super duper probably masculine right. toxic masculinity he's more of a talker he's a good sewer and ironer probably likes broadway plays all that yeah. stuff yeah. right yeah. Yeah. yeah like yep. your dad like my dad and you know society will call that something and she called she said it to him and and that really hurt him because like he's you know how hard you got to fight? I mean, who knows how hard this guy had to fight to keep his yellow-blue aura his whole life? And then somebody says that to you? And and that really bothered me because I'm screaming at the TV like, hey, it's a yellow-blue aura man. And you just said that. You know, like, it really bothered me. Anyways, and then she dumped him for somebody that she met in the pod when she oh. saw him again. Like, they... You know, production yeah. has like, oh, here's a happy hour. We're just going to randomly put sure. Jackie's other choice at happy right hour. Yep. Yeah. And then she went and, and dated him. Was Mark, did, how was. <laughs> it was really, really screwed <laughs> yeah, up. Of course. But then like they didn't edit her like that way all the way up to that. To the end. So when she like purple bombed the whole thing, I feel like the editing didn't know what to do. Okay. So she didn't even come to the reunion. It was no. really weird. Okay. And was Marshall, did people like him throughout the season? Was he someone that people. Yeah, felt they were, could relate people to. People did, but then Vanessa like went after him. Vanessa, oh, Vanessa Lachey. Oh, okay. Yeah, went yeah. after him at the at the <gasps> reunion. They went after Marshall. Yeah, I know. Oh my gosh! All right, she's <laughs> got it. You know what? She's got to replace. I want her replaced <laughs> with, with Jessica? you know who I want her, the guy from Fresh Prince. He could do it. The Which you know one? the guy that does the funny dancing. Oh, I forget their names. Yeah, I forget his name too. <laughs> he used to be on Dancing with the Stars. Yeah, he's he good. Won. They should get him there. Yeah, yeah, you can't get mad at that guy. No, that guy's the best. He does, <laughs> oh, he does America funny home videos. I don't know his name. Al- I know. Alfonso? Was it Alfonso? I don't I know. I forget. Scott. Anyway, but he should be the new host. 
And definitely don't go with Tyra Banks. That's just a disaster oh, if you decide was, to do that. That was bad, yeah. Uh, Netflix, I will send you an invoice. <laughs> And you can just pay that as soon as you possibly can. Net 30. We'll go net 30 on that. We should uh, do Love is Blind Island. (laughs) I'll be like, you do not call Yellow, Blue, or Amend that. Yeah. And they're like, are you okay, lady? (laughs) And that would be our show. I got to go get the wax out of my ears. Okay. uh, Let's end it. (laughs) This podcast is for you and about you. And we're so glad you spent some time with us today. 